Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week seven waivers. I think we say every week, there haven't been great this year, but hey, there's still some players here I think that could useful to your team. So we'll go over that in just a second. Before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram Fantasy Football Profit. Go subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Go to youtube.com slash fantasy football profit. See some other videos we got going there. And then also go support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy football profit. All right, so it's time to jump right in to waiver wire Jeff. Do you have a top guy this week? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, it is a little bit of a weak waiver wire, but for me, just because of how hard running back is to come by, uh, I have to say that Marlon Mack came back. He got 12 carries. He looked pretty good. I think that he's probably going to get the bulk of the carries. Nothing, no one that I'm going to get overly excited about, but he is only owned in 26.2% of ESPN leagues. So I think he would be my number one because of the difficult position to uh, find. Yep, I'm going to agree with that. He's up there at the top of my list. I didn't know how it would work out with him injured and if, you know, he wouldn't just get the job back. But Jordan Wilkins never did anything. Naheem Hines has been fine, but he's not a guy who's going to, you know, be a main back on any team. So it has to be Marlon Mack. And I I've, I like Marlon Mack. I've always, I liked him last year. He guy, I think, had a lot of, a lot of talent. So this could be a nice little pickup here, especially there's just not a lot out there. So you got to go, you know, your team needs some running back help. I think you're getting a starting running back on a team here. Don't know how good of a team, but you're getting a starting running back, which is always helpful. All right. Then after Marlon Mack, you know, I'm actually going to throw out another running back name here quick. I don't know. It's not like he did wonderful this week, but he's getting there. Rashad Penny. Only for the fact that he had nine carries and Mike Davis kind of took a back seat a little bit. Chris Carson wasn't great. You got to think at some point they're going to try to see what they have in this, in this rookie. So I think you should, you could take a chance on Rashad Penny if he's been dropped in your league, which he's been dropped in most leagues. He's down there now at what 24.5% owned. He ended up with nine carries for 43 yards. So it's not a bad little start at 70 total yards. Going to the buy this week, so you might be able to get him, you know, for pretty much nothing on the waivers. I think he, I would take a chance on Penny. It's always possible he's the next guy up. Yeah, I mean, once again, running back is very difficult to come by. So I think you have to take a chance. And with that backfield, it's kind of rotating. I still think Chris Carson is the man there. But um, you know they're going to want to try Penny out. He, their first-round pick. It just makes sense. So I think he is worth it, especially if you need kind of a, a high upside guy that maybe Chris Carson goes down and then Penny grabs that job. Is there any other backs? Frank Gore, maybe? Yeah, two other ones, and they're kind of they're, – they're a little bit of a reach. But if you do need one, I would say Frank Gore. Uh, I think he's relatively safe, and I think if you are desperate to play someone, you can play him. And then um, depending on how deep your bench is, uh, Deontay Foreman – Owned in only 8.5%. He's supposedly he's going to come back in the next few weeks. I don't know what condition he's in, but, you know, Blue or Miller aren't particularly blowing anyone's stocks off. So he will have an opportunity to kind of uh, 
cut into that timeshare. You know, Frank Gore actually kind of interesting to me. I don't. It's crazy to even be. We're talking about Frank Gore here, and we're going into week seven. Never thought this would happen. But the last three weeks, he's gone from eleven carries to twelve carries to now fifteen carries. And he gets to play Detroit, who hasn't been very good against the run this year for the most part. You know, Drake isn't impressing anybody, and they they're not they're, they want to use Frank Gore. It looks like now. He doesn't. He hasn't really lost a step anymore because I think he, he lost a step like six years ago, and it's just been the same since. He, he looked pretty solid. I don't know. This is. I think he's an interesting play. I, I, I might throw him in as a, like a flex this week if you're you know need some need a need a play. I never thought I'd say that. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, uh, the other thing that I find interesting is he he doesn't have a touchdown this year. Um, and Drake, maybe I'm looking too far into it, but Gord does not fumble. I mean, that is just a great thing about him. He is sure as can be. And Drake almost cost him the game by fumbling on the one-yard line. So maybe, just maybe, they try him out, you know, in more red zone opportunities. Maybe it's more of a, like, 50-50 split now. Maybe Gore even takes a few more. I think Detroit will find out a, a lot of those questions. Yeah, it's, as a Detroit fan, I hope they just... Can stuff the run, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like they can. So Frank Gore is interesting for me. You know that that was actually the all, pretty much all I had on my list for running backs was those those guys there: Mac, Penny, Gore, Gorman. I didn't have anybody else. I know some people might throw Edo Smith out there because he got the he got touchdowns in three straight weeks, but he doesn't. Really, I mean, he had eleven carries, but he only turned it into twenty two yards. And you got to think if Freeman is actually back, he's he's going to get. Edo Smith isn't going to completely go away. He's, he's just more going to be an annoyance to Freeman owners and Coleman owners. He's a decent little player, but I don't think this is, I don't think he's worth an ad. And I've seen, I see him on other waiver wire lists. So I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's a guy you need to go throw on your team unless we knew Freeman was out for a, a while, which I don't think is the case. Yeah, if you needed a running back for one week only, then maybe you add him this week. But I think that there's – like Frank Gore, I think there's other people that are a little safer, especially if Freeman comes back, like like Craig said. And really, that backfield is going to go back to normal once Devontae Freeman, you know, finally gets healthy. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, just kind of – the touchdowns are great for Edo Smith if you used him. Funny thing is I actually used him in two leagues this week. In um, two of our listener leagues, I, th- I was – Hurting, we we're hurting for uh, running backs through Edo Smith in there, and hey, worked out decently for a, for a throw in for the week. So I'll say wide receiver wise, top of my list is going to be probably Taylor Gabriel this week. He's, you know, keeps playing pretty well, keeps getting targets. I think he needs to be added. Yep, he is on my list too. He is, you know, proven his worth for sure. The thing, he's, the thing is, I don't know if I, be, I I believe in it to an extent, but I still can't like get fully behind it. And I have a, I still have trouble playing him in my lineup, even though he said those two good weeks in a row. But yeah, with other people's bye weeks, he's going against New England this week. New England hasn't been great against the past. I mean, they did just give up forty to Kansas City, but you know, you could throw him in there as like a third. Okay, I'll say some other guys here quick, just because they're right around our our forty percent cutoff. I mean, Chris Godwin is still under that forty percent. He got another touchdown this week. He's got touchdowns in four out of five games he's played. He needs to be rostered. 
Yeah, he, he's one that uh, it was very good to see him perform the way he did today. Uh, Winston in there, you know, not to mention Deshaun Jackson was kind of cutting into his work a bit when when he was doing so well. And it looks like it's right back to Godwin being kind of the you know, not only one of the, you know, probably number two, obviously, behind Mike Evans, but also he, he's caught a touchdown in all but one game. I mean, he is a very good red zone threat now. The problem, though, too, is if he doesn't catch that touchdown, he hasn't had big games yet. But he's there. That The touchdown, I mean, that makes a huge difference. I mean, four double-digit games now. And I, he needs to be he needs to be rostered. He really does. So, oh, I think he should be more than 39%. What about Kiki QT? Still there, 39.3. Not as much this week, but I don't know, it was just a weird game against Buffalo. Yeah, they struggled. Buffalo's defense looked good. Uh, he, he still had three catches, 33 yards. They try to even hand him the ball one time around the red zone. So he, he's involved. Um, I, I still like him a lot, but he will have games like this. There's no doubt. Fuller is still ahead of him when he's healthy. You know, obviously Hopkins is the man there. But if they keep struggling to run the ball, I think they'll find unique ways to try to get him in space. Yeah, I think he's going he's gonna to be involved. So he should be added as well. Then not a lot of other great options here. What about you? What do you have? Uh, the other two that I will mention, um, my first one is going to be Christian Kirk. I actually do think that he is a, a good ad. He is only owned in 13.9% of ESPN leagues. And if you look at his usage, there's a lot to like here. He only has one touchdown on the season. But, you know, take away the first two games. He had one catch for four yards, four for 27. But... Then he actually gets quite a bit of usage, 7 for 90, 4 for 28, 3 for 85 and a touchdown. And today, you know, yesterday, whatever it was, 6 for 77. So I think that will continue. You have Denver and then San Fran and a bye, but um, he's developing a nice chemistry with Rosen. I think Christian Kirk is a relatively safe pick, and if he keeps developing as well, he might even have a little more upside. Yeah, I mean, he's he's involved, so... That's about all we can ask for right now with, you know, if you're hurting at wide receiver and need a bye week fill in. Then another guy's like actually Chester Rogers. He had eight catches each of the weeks, four and five didn't have as many this week, but he got four fifty five for a touchdown. He's another guy who's, he's kind of involved in the offense. So it's a deeper league play, maybe more and really a desperate play, but he, you could do worse than plugging him in. Yeah, and really, you know, if the injuries continue to mount for the Colts, uh, especially if T.Y. doesn't come back, then he definitely will be playable in most most leagues. Now, I guess we, we probably should talk about Albert Wilson a little bit. Yeah, he is the last guy on my list. Uh, he's only owned in 6% of leagues, and we kind of mentioned uh, in the, the past episode, but he's very, very... Uh, I mean, he's just been producing. I don't know how else to say it. He's not necessarily safe by any means, but he has four touchdowns on the year. He's a big play guy. And obviously going against Chicago, six for 155, two touchdowns. Everyone's going to talk about it. How, how do you view Albert Wilson in the scheme of things? Like, would he be, where on this list does he fall? He's actually, wide receiver wise, he's he's up there. He's He's almost more interesting than, okay, I like Taylor Gabriel. For he's more of a safe player. It seems like he's going to get you points. But I think Albert Wilson has a lot more potential here to become 
something more in a way from what I've seen. If he starts playing more and more, he's, he hadn't been playing a lot. That was kind of the problem. But if games like this really show Miami they want to use him, this could be a, he could really jump up quickly. It's not like anything is really happening with the rest of the receivers there. I mean, Kenny Stills is okay. I mean, who else does that have? Jakeem Grant. I mean, Devontae Parker doesn't look like this, that's going to happen. So, Wilson's very interesting play for me. I, I kind of, I mean, I'm, I know some people are probably going to add like Tyrell Williams this week after what he did, but I want Albert Wilson over Tyrell Williams all day. I agree. I think Wilson is a much more upside play. And I think you made a, the point is the way he played in that last game against Chicago just shows Miami that they can mix it up and they don't have to kind of play this. You know, he can be used in a way that, uh, and he's not the same caliber, don't get me wrong, but same way that Tyreek Hill is used, same way Tariq Cohen is used. You can get him the ball in space and, and not have to throw down the field necessarily, which, let's be honest, Miami is not great at. So I think that he will be uh, kind of used more and more. He will be game planned for. Um, so I think he'll be, he have some plays that are scripted for him. And I guess I'll just mention two guys here real quick. It's more of deeper league plays, probably more PPR type plays, but like Cole Beasley, he's going to get some targets. But then even Willie Sneed, who is just kind of there, he gets his six, this is the last three games have gone six for 56, five for 55, seven for 60. That's kind of what he is. But in PPR, that's, you know, decent amount of catches is jumping into double digits if you're in PPR leagues. And actually in, in a PPR league, he's been in double digits in every game, but one. So. He's not a you know terribly interesting pick, but if you need a fill-in player, that's a pretty solid one. Even if you know you just need ten points, Willie's needs going to probably get you ten points in PPR almost every time. And that's pretty much it. I can't think of any other wide receivers here. Nope, that was all the wide receivers on my list as well. <laughs> just not. You see, it's a lot of just fill-in guys and guys that might get you a decent week to keep you alive kind of a thing. Not not a lot of great plays here. I'm going to look at some quick, maybe some QB streamers for this week. I guess if um if Jameis is still out there in your league, go pick him up. 57% owned right now, but he should be owned. He's, he's pretty good. I think he's pretty good. He's going to have some down weeks too, but for the most part, Jameis Winston, I think is going to get better. We've been waiting for it for a long time. And I think he's... This, maybe this will be the year. Be nice to see. But I think the, probably the best streaming option for the week is it could. It's going to probably be Baker Mayfield against Tampa. I think Tampa has been pretty poor against quarterbacks. Yeah, he didn't show up against the Chargers. Really, you know, fourteen point three. So not the worst thing by any means. But he does have the best matchup. And if you look at all the other QBs that, I mean. He technically breaks the threshold of 40%. But if you look at everyone else, it is very scary to try to figure out who is going to do well. I mean, you're really picking between like Bortles, Trubisky. Flacco against uh, New Orleans. Maybe Flacco. Yeah. yeah. Or Eli. No, no, no. no. Just <laughs> I mean, keep Eli on the bench. <laughs> don't, don't, don't play Eli. Don't even care. He's yeah, playing Atlanta. I mean, this should be the – this should be – this should have been an easy Eli Manning streaming week. But, God, I can't trust that guy. 
It's, it would be very hard to after last week. But yeah, I mean, I could I could easily see a 20-some point Eli game this week. There's some decent, this thing, there are some decent matchups this week for some of these guys who would stream, but their names are Eli Manning. Their names are Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> Blake Bortles. It's hard to trust these options. Yeah, and I know a lot of people will say, oh, that you know, Trubisky has a pretty decent matchup. You know, Patriots have been giving up, you know, yardage. But once again, it's kind of like a second-year guy against New England. <laughs> I don't know. New England always scares me a little bit. And uh, Trubisky, I don't really trust yet, and a lot of people will because his last two games have been phenomenal, 55 and 33. How are you feeling about him, you know, against New I, England? I don't like Is it. Is he in the stream? Of- I, I don't like it. I don't it's just, either, it's but- not even – it should normally be good. You look at the player, how he's played. You look at New England, how they haven't really been great against quarterbacks, but you just have to have a feeling that Bill Belichick's going to find a way to just completely shut this guy down. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel as yeah, well. I just, I don't trust that whatsoever. Not even, eh, I can't. But there's some decent ones. Baker, you know, you can even go Joe Flacco. Really, you could. <laughs> if you're really hurting, I mean, this is probably going to be Eli's best game of the year right here. I keep thinking that. I was like, if I really had to choose between Flacco and Eli, I think I would just go for the Hail Mary and go, Eli can't look any worse than he did last week. Beckham is going to be you know, hounding him for the ball. Maybe I just throw him in there. But if you can get Baker Mayfield, Jameis, whoever, there's probably a better option. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe if Jameis would be a good option, even though Cleveland's defense hasn't been that bad. He's going against him. Yeah, they've been looking better and better. The the last thing I'll say, I was going to say tight end. Uh, Really, I only see two in this. And one, I have to shout out my guy, finally healthy again, O.J. Howard. He fell below the threshold. 36.5% 36.5% of leagues. That guy is an automatic pickup for me. Uh, unless you have one of the top three, top four tight ends, I think this is probably going to be a guy that is playing for you. So definitely pick him up. He already looks pretty good. And then the other one would be uh, Cincinnati's. CJ, I might slaughter it, but Uzuma. Only owned in 15.4. He keeps looking better and better. Um, and, and Dalton keeps looking pretty good. So... Only 5.4 points, but the sad part is in the tight end game this year, that is usable. <laughs> it really is. I mean, so if you're hurt, you need a, a bi-week tight end. I guess Ricky Seals-Jones is another one. Same kind of you know thing. He's not going to do great. He's not going to have a massive game, but he'll get you a couple points. That's what might be what you need. This is just, it's kind of ugly this year. And then how about, I was like, round it out with some just a defense real quick. See if there's any streaming defenses. Chargers against the Titans could be a decent one there. Titans have just been poor. Really have. So I don't mind going against Marcus Mariota right now in my defense. What about, okay, we talked about Trubisky a minute ago. Do you have, could this be a game where the Patriots pick him off two, three times and get some points, even though their defense hasn't been great, but could this be the one? I mean, it can always be the one. I, I wouldn't put it past them. If anyone's going to do it, I think this would be a, a, a time to do it. I, I think that Belichick could throw some schemes at him that might rattle him, but he's been playing really good football. But I'd be surprised if they got out of this clean and they didn't throw an interception or something. Well, and then, okay, the the Bills now have surprised us with closer games, but they still haven't done anything offensively. So 
the Colts as a play against Buffalo could be could be one. Just because Buffalo might stay in a game, but they're not going to do very well. And either if it's if it's Josh Allen or if it's Nathan Peterman, whoever it is, is going to throw some picks. They just do. That's what they love. That's what they love to do. So the Colts could be a could be a play. Yeah, very good point. I was going to say <laughs> that poor guy throwing the pick to lose the game last yeah, week. Just eh, that's what happens, I guess, with the with the Bills. Yeah, that's not many terrific options, I would say. Broncos against Arizona, maybe. Probably that could be a decent one. Broncos, though, they they have their ups and downs. They're not like they were of the Broncos of old, but I still think Broncos against Arizona could be a decent um, decent streaming option for you this week. That's probably going to do it for yeah. me. Yeah, what do, what do you think about the Cardinals? I keep looking at this team. I can't really figure out their defense, but they've had two yeah, big outings. Yeah, that's not a bad one either. Broncos haven't been – that game alone just should be low scoring, but – You would think. So I think Cardinals might be an okay streaming Yeah, uh, there's some. There's well. a, I mean, there are some options. If, you, if you're desperate this week, there is some player – some options you could you could have here. Yeah, and, and remember, that is uh, teams that are 40% or less owned in the ESPN League. So obviously not everyone keeps multiple defenses. So there might be a few that are above that as well. I think that's going to do it for waivers. Uh, maybe maybe one of these weeks we'll have that sure thing number one guy. We haven't seen it yet. So if you've been like holding on to that number one waiver, in, I think you just hold on to it again because there's nobody this week for me to pick up, I would say. So keep waiting. Maybe somebody will show up. There'll be some injuries at some point here. Get a new running back will pop in. This is the number one guy. So, all right, that'll do it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.